Hello, hello. Welcome to another Shed and Boys podcast. I'm your host, Professor X. And I'm Mikey B. Well, Mikey B, the Project Restart or the season that was the 1920 season um, is coming to an end. Our midweek 2020 season is coming to an end. And we have the midweek recap. So Sheffield versus Everton. That was a 0-1 Everton victory. We have Newcastle and Brighton. That was a snooze fest nil-nil. We got Wolves v. Crystal Palace. That was a 2-0 victory. Watford v. City. Watford got just obliterated 4-0. Aston Villa v. Arsenal. We have 1-0 to Villa. United versus West Ham. That was a 1-1 draw. And last but not least, and one that we will not talk about until Sunday, uh, we will be combining El Rant with the Liverpool v. Chelsea result and the outcome of the Chelsea v. Wolves. And it's because all the games are happening on Sunday. Yeah, all the games are happening on Sunday. It is, uh, it is a soccer fest of the ages only... All at the same time. All at the same time. So you really have to pick, or if you have multiple TVs, I might have one on the TV, one streaming on my laptop, the other one on my iPad, and the other one on my phone, maybe so I can see all uh, as many games as possible, but they're all happening at 11 o'clock on Sunday. And depending on the outcomes of the Sunday matchups, you may get a richer-than-usual uh, rant from Mikey B and myself, but the last game of the midweek, and that saw Liverpool scoring five with Chelsea's three-goal uh, three rebuttal. Again, all things, I guess, come in threes for Chelsea right now. Yep. Uh, but yes, 5-3, Liverpool won. Congratulations. The trophy was presented. And that's all she wrote for them, really, until next season. Now, um, we'll say there was a there's a game that we both watched and we watched the highlights that I actually don't feel like it actually tells the true story of the game, and it's the Watford game. Yeah, Watford. I'm not kidding you. Their keeper was almost perfect. Yeah, I mean, he he Hender was Henderson uh, made the argument for me in the essence or no yeah yeah Henderson uh, made the argument for me when it comes to like the back line. I thought it was Barnes. Mm-hmm. Look it up, voila. And so the back line obviously did not do um, all that it should against a very formidable. Ben is it Ben Foster for Watford? Yeah, Ben Foster. Yeah, and it was Foster. I do. I just remembered. Foster killed it. I'm not going to lie. He killed it. He... Yes, there is two goals that went in. But I 
he had to have had the least, and this is playing it safe, six saves in that game against Man City. I that he had a game of life, and for some reason, uh, Sterling couldn't score on him. Like well, he always had to get a second chance. Yeah, he scored on him, but he, it wasn't like a direct. It wasn't from like direct play. Like, like even one the on one. even the the penalty kick, the PK was stopped. It was the second attempt. Right, right. It was the second attempt. Like, so you missed the what, the first. What attempt. basically Watford showed is Ben Foster, amazing talent for that game, and Watford's defense. And follow through is terrible. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> my uh, my peacock for the game uh, was the keeper. Uh, I had Phil Foden. I thought he did a great job uh, getting his goal, but more importantly, uh, trying to do a one man campaign or crusade, I should say, to teach Raheem Sterling n- how to not dive. Uh, Foden during the match. Had uh, a little bit of a jostle, physical duel, if you will, uh, with a Watford uh, center back. And you see him kind of like lose his balance. He hits the ground. He doesn't embellish. He doesn't stop expecting for the play uh, or the penalty to be given. He just got back up again and continued run of play with it. So kudos to him. Foden was a class act. Right. My bust for the game was actually the commentator. He could not say Jesus. He could not say Jesus. The entire time, he's like, Jesus. Je-. I'm like, like yes, that's, that is one way of pronouncing his name. But, but that's not how he pronounced it. Right, and he's a world-class player on a pretty big deal team. You're also supposed to do your research on this. Like, I also Jesus. Feel, no, no, but I feel like... The announcers are getting a little petty because they didn't win a title this year. <laughs> because they didn't win a title this year, they're just, I can call your players whatever I want. <laughs> it's, well, it's I now, mean, everybody had them winning now this. it's De Bruyne. Right, or, or like De Bruyne, yeah, De Bruyne, or I've heard De Bruyne. Uh, I, I mean, duh. <laughs> All I can say is... Uh, the no, ginger, kind of ginger wonder that's kid. That's your job to, to to say these players' names. They put you on there to commentate. You gotta at least try right. get somewhere close to it. Uh, call him Jesus. It's kind of <laughs> insulting. Um, that does not apply to us, though. We can mispronounce names. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> mispronounce all the names. So that's what we I'm have saying. no shame. We're gonna say but, double standard here. But I am going to legitimately try. Right. I just don't have the ability. <laughs> oh man! Aside from, aside from Watford's goalkeeper Foster um, being a, a peacock, even though the results did not go their way, uh, we do have some other uh, peacocks. Uh, Jordan, this is Jordan Henderson, right? The Everton keeper yes. was really good. Freaking peacock. Pickford. Pickford in the baseball cap was Pickford, good. Pickford, that's it. That's it. Pickford, Pickford is the, the Everton baseball one. Cap. Pickford in the, the baseball cap killed it. The, the guy, their defense, um, 
the two defenses I like this this weekend, uh, and I mean the full defense, was Everton's and Austin Villa's. Yeah. Or this midweek, this week, midweek. Yeah. It feels weird saying midweek when usually it's Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, and and there's so many matches too. Um, yeah, definitely Pickford, Jordan Pickford. Wow, man, I'm having a hard time with names today. Jordan Pickford. Uh, my notes. I need to clean them up. But he put in a stellar performance. Um, he definitely got Everton out of a bind. Sheffield could have uh, came back level and maybe even passed uh, beaten Everton. But we will never know. Another Peacock, though, before we go to another game in that one, was Carlo Ancelotti. I love Carlo Ancelotti. He used to manage Chelsea. He was the godfather to us. Um, but his suit a la Scarface at the game peacocking straight peacocking he had the he had the it looked like a like a turquoise or some like exotic green uh button-up shirt like half unbuttoned up the top with the with the black blazer I was like oh look at Miami Vice over here peacocking Ancelotti aside from that I have for a bust, I have Crystal Palace's defense. Like, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was really bad. Like, I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Wolves. It's not like the Wolves don't have a a stellar a stellar offense. I mean, you you know the Shed in boys love some Adama Traore, um, and he was definitely active in this match. Um, but I just I think Crystal Palace really could have stepped it up more. Um, especially so close to the end of the season. Um, this is, I mean, it's kind of tricky because the off season, if you will, is only like a- it's so short. It's not gonna really. It's gonna feel more probably like an international break, break yeah. or like a winter break where you just have like a like two or three weeks off and then you're back into it again. So it's gonna be a lull in that so preseason is virtually non-existent i don't even think they're gonna have a preseason they do have a transfer window yeah i mean the transfer window exactly so like players right now should be playing to either secure their contract maybe for those bubble teams garner the attention of uh teams that stay in the table because you'll see that teams that get relegated their best players often get traded up into a team that's already in the Premier League. So there's a lot to play for from a player perspective. If you're thinking individualistic, like, yeah, I want team success. But if you're also thinking about yourself as a player, um, as a professional, right? This is your this is your livelihood. You want to give yourself the best shot to success. You, you would think Crystal Palace would have that same sense of urgency. And it didn't real didn't yeah, seem there like didn't have it like Wilfred Zaha I mean he tried he tried uh, he had some valiant like individual efforts I mean they were for nothing in the end because the goalie either blocked it or he scuffed he has, it he has a specific strike though and if he can't hit that strike he really can't score yeah I mean he's, he he does the same move he did the same move against us he scored. And he scores on some teams, but if the defense collapses on it, he he tends not to hit that right. shot. And you know, for for those of you that are new to the Premier League, Wilfred Zaha used to be on Man United's books. Like what we, how everybody talks about Marcus Rashford and now Greenwood, 
that was Wilfred Zaha, and he didn't pan out at United. Um, he started garnering some tension. If I'm not mistaken, Man United got him back. Still didn't do anything. Went back. Paul Pugba almost seems to be in that same vein. Um, handball. Yeah, the handball that he knew he committed. Like n- nothing screams guilty like a player not protesting. Like yeah, for the like not, when, did not even he knew he did the handball. Protesting. He was just hoping that maybe uh, it would go o- away, but. Paul Pogba to me kind of could fit the Wilfred Zaha mold where it's just like they do well somewhere else, they come back and nothing. The difference is Paul Pogba is a world champion. Yeah, he's got a World Cup. He played in Italy. Italy is a slower, less physical league. You mean it's a weaker league? It's it is a weaker league. It's so, a way weaker league. I'm sorry. There there are weak players in the Premier League that look terrible in the Premier League. But they'll go over in the Italian league and look like world class players. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a just, different style of play, and some players you know favor that style better and they shine better in that aspect. At least I know for style, Chelsea, it's it, not a style of play. I, it's a level. There yeah. are levels to football, and their level is lower. Again, the 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 three leagues that are dominant leagues overall, you have the Premier League as number one. You always have a top six, and those top six can play any team in the world, and they will compete. Does not mean they're going to win. You have La Liga, who have arguably, usually, three teams that are pretty good or great. Right. And and then you have the Bundesliga that has one great team and then two okay teams. The rest of the leagues, they're pretty, like, Competitive with themselves, but then you have like the PSGs that run France. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, that's the kind of the differences of leagues. Like the Premier League, I would say, is like the Western Conference and the NBA battling each other. Like they're all have high level competitive teams. Um, like Spain, if 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 you could imagine a world where the Patriots and um, What's another Kansas City? Yeah, yeah, any of the recent dynasties playing the same San sport Francisco. in the same league—that's how they are. Uh, yeah. Bundesliga is really a one-trick pony. Um, doesn't mean that they don't have uh, teams that can. There's that a can't reason perform, why, but there's a reason why the Premier League gets four spots in Champions League. Right. That that's something that we we never covered, and it's kind of complex, so we're not really going to go into it as much, but. The, the way the teams performed during the Champions League, plus like the difficulty of league, uh, garners you more spots. Not every league has four spots. Some have two. Some have one. It just uh, depends. And there is a, a rubric and assessment that's way too complicated. And we're not we going to get into it right now. We will dive into it on an episode. Uh, but it's going to take... That one's going to take a video because we're going to need to break out a... <laughs> Uh oh, dry erase board. I need like a PowerPoint. Pre- yeah, yeah we're, gonna, we're gonna have to really gotta go beautiful mind on the board. But um, go for it. Now that we're we're in it, we have a uh, the, the segment that we we brought to you last the last time called the Great Debate, and we have another Great Debate for right. you. And we touched upon this. We touched upon this um, a little bit in our last uh, L rant. Which is, you know, what is, 
what would you much rather have, right? Champions League um, position or FA Cup? So that's the debate. Like, what is more important? Is it more important to qualify for the Champions League or is it more important to win, like, the FA Cup when you're in the final? Like, I'm not saying, like, quarterfinal. Like, you're in the final. What do you prioritize? Considering the last game of the season on Sunday will be, you know, and determine our fate. And as a great man once said, I know where I stand on this. And I know he can't convince me any other way. So I'm going to let him go first. Go ahead, Professor X. Okay. So I have, I have multiple defenses here. Depending on how Mikey B wants to play this, I'll start to garner them. Uh, some of them are high level. Others are like like just punching below the belt. But I do have ammunition on this one. So what do I prefer? I prefer the immediate trophy at hand. I'm in the finals of the FA Cup. It's something that I think is meaningful not just for the manager, for the team, but for fans. Like um, the FA Cup is a, a trophy that Chelsea take uh, particular um, praise and attention to. For a long time, Chelsea couldn't win Premier League titles, right? So some of the success that we focused on was on cup success. The FA Cup, this would mark our 50th anniversary of winning the FA Cup. Um, so it is special in that aspect. It is against Arsenal, but just in general, if it was any other team, to me, I prioritize winning the trophy that is immediately in front of me. If I sacrifice Champions League position, I sacrifice Champions League position, but I got a trophy. That is what I prefer at, from a, a team perspective. It makes sense. I want to win something, not like... I guess win a position that doesn't you didn't win anything at the end of the day you win a you want a chance to compete in another trophy it's not like you're good it's not like you're winning the Champions League right if it was okay sacrifice the FA Cup that you're playing before the Champions League or do you sacrifice uh, like sacrifice FA to focus on the Champions League or vice versa right even then, in my head, I'm like, I want to win the immediate thing in front of me, right? And that will help, like, give me motivation into the next one. If you lose a competition before another competition, it's kind of dejecting, I don't know, from a player's psyche. I'll, I'll leave my argument at that for right now. Okay, so Mikey B's argument is this. When... You qualify for Champions League. A, you're going to get more money. You're more visibility. And with that more visibility, garners a certain level of players that would particularly like to come to your team. A lot of the high level, especially offensive players, tend to try to go to teams that qualify for Champions League. And it's because their skills are shown around the world because Champions League is by far the uh, the most watched uh, tournament based uh, uh, so in that aspect I, I think it's very hard to say and I, I get your argument in the sense of you win something it, it's motivational so even if you don't qualify for Champions League at least you had won something that year yeah 
I, I get that argument, but I think in the, the business sense, winning that trophy doesn't bring you the same amount of uh, visibility, popularity, and overall financial status that uh, Chelsea deserves. See, like from a business perspective, I mean, you do get money from the FA Cup. Uh, um, it's not going to be as much from the revenue as like the uh, TV ads and the sponsorships and all that from just airing the games that the team would get. Um, but again, it's it's it that's business then side. From a, from a team, right? If my job is to win, right? As an athlete, my job is to win. And as a team, my job is to win, right? We, we work together to collectively win. You need to focus on winning the, the task that is in front of you, um, like keeping that focus. Now, if you're going a business route, that's a that's a different story right that's financial stuff and technically by financial standards you should do whatever is going to garner you the most amount of income in that aspect but if you're thinking about just sports and the team and what we as fans should go for i i think it is prioritizing the fa cup which is what we have a chance of winning especially it's against arsenal they beat us the last time we played them in the FA Cup. I want some vengeance. Frank Lampard wants to win his first silverware. So what if I told you this? I, I told you that you gave up the FA Cup. So you, you end up losing the FA Cup. But you get two prolific center backs. Would it be worth it to you? No, because having prolific center backs, it, I mean, how many teams have had like a prolific striker or a prolific center fielder, uh, uh, a, pro, a prolific center back, a prolific goalkeeper, right? Uh, football is one of the few sports, I believe, um, that you like individual talent can rarely ever win a game for you. Rare, like, you know, like you know, I, I know Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> and I know Messi, and I know oh, their boy, our boy Mbappe. America. Our boy Captain America showed a little bit. I, I know Zlatan. I know there are players that have so, um, Lewandowski, there's so much talent that exudes from Neymar. them. Yeah, that could, could do it. But like, if you think about it, like statistics, like mathematically, like how the often could that the, happen? The yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's weaker in that aspect. Like, I mean, you're more than likely going to get named right. pink hair, not the the normal. <laughs> we need a center back, but what I will say is, um, from a uh, from a Chelsea perspective, and I'm sorry, Arsenal fans, I know uh, we try. Uh, in my imaginary air quotes that you guys can't see, we try to remain unbiased. But I, I don't. at the end of the day, at least you heard it here, at least Professor X does. The last argument, and this is not going to sit well with Mike. You know, this is this oh, is the last is. one I'm going to sit. Do you know which team preferred? Champions League qualification over 
winning the Premier League title or the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup or Carling Cup or whatever so, it's called. Do you know? Do you know what, what team that is? You know? Do you know? Like, what color they are? It is Arsenal. That was that was Arsenal during Wenger. Man City's doing the same. No, 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 no. Arsenal during Wenger. Arsenal during Wenger. How Arsenal fans? How long has it been since you guys have won a Premier League title? It's been a hot second, right? For so long, for so long, I used to laugh because, like, it was oh, at least we qualified for Champions League, qualified for Champions League, and for for uh, a while there, Arsenal had like a record for consecutive for Champions, Champions League, League. Uh, qualifications. It was something they were proud of, but they weren't winning anything else. There was no trophies, no nothing, um, and it was. I laugh because I I have an Arsenal friend, and this is. Right before Wenger left, this was a season before Wenger left. Um, they uh, Arsenal beat Chelsea in the FA Cup. Yeah, and I like Arsenal fan. He's trash talking me, and I go, you know what? The best part about it is because Arsenal, because Arsene Wenger won this FA Cup, you're going to keep him. Instead of letting him go and picking a, a better manager out there that does not have outdated tactics. And guess what happened? That's exactly what happened. Arsene Menger stayed on, didn't win anything again. Again, the whole focus has always been Arsenal always qu- preferred qualifying over Champions League. And they almost kind of held that as a title like, but you didn't win anything. Yeah, well, at least we qualified for Champions League. On that petty grounds alone... I will not prefer Champions League qualification because I don't want to be Arsenal. It's a good argument. <laughs> this is probably why I have so many Arsenal friends. Yeah. Maybe because you relate to them. <laughs> but the thing is, is I, 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 with the, I would agree with you if our team was already built. The problem is, is I don't feel Chelsea is fully built. So Champions oh, no League, way. yeah. Champions League is needed to bring in the players that I feel like. But again, like our Champions League uh, possibilities brought players like you know Timo Werner and Zayac and, and possibly Havertz. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Kai Havertz is the one that I'm like. You know, if you don't get Champions League qualification, would he come over? I think Timo Werner. Might whisper sweet nothings into his ear and tempt him over. Agent Rudiger, maybe Agent Rudiger, but the the thing is, um, I don't. I for some reason I don't believe that matters to a center back, right? So like to a defensive player, I, I I don't have any research on this, and I'm actually I'm just uttering these words into existence, and now I want to check it out because that's what Professor X does. But I have this feeling like. Like a, a star play, like an offensive player has the mindset, I want attacking prowess. I want I want to go to a team that has components that are going to make me a better scorer, more lethal, and, and win the game, right? Defense tries to protect the game from leaving, and the, the offense technically is trying to like win it. I mean, some can make an argument vice versa. But 
I feel like Champions League qualifications is like, oh, there's a this is a venue for me to prove myself as a scorer. I don't know if that holds the same appeal to Actually, defensive players. I, I, the, the, the problem is, is in, in the, the great debate, sometimes you make an argument that I can I can agree yeah. on. And the argument is, is will a defender come to a team without Champions League? I do think so if they have the ability to win cups. I, I do think that defenders do look at teams that you know could possibly win things to put trophies on their their own, their own wall. Right, I mean, like, so I, I will agree with you. I think a defender would actually pick winning the FA Cup over qualifying for a Champions League. Yeah, you want to win. I, I, so I, I don't know. I'm, it, I think it, it's We're interesting. Let you guys choose. Yeah, let us know let us what know. you what you guys let think. Let us know in the comments. Like at the end of the day, I know where I stand in the sense of wanting to rebuild uh, a team and financially, uh, what's the best for a team. But if you're just thinking about the team itself. Uh, Professor X makes a very good argument. Is it um, is it much better than his uh, argument against Germany's four stars? <laughs> yes, it's a much better argument. It's an argument that I can be okay with. <laughs> this argument because this one is based off of primarily about like emotion, right? As opposed to just logical reasoning, which would be like going the business approach. Now the Germany debate is based on on logic. It's based on. Facts. West Germany won World Cups. So the, not so, East Germany. So the Germans may have you believe. <laughs> okay. Science has yet to prove if that is true. Now, guys, let's look at the final, final day of the season. And it's it's a deep one. Woo! Woo. So let's go through this. First game, Mikey B, Leicester v. Man United. What you think? Man United wins 2-1. 2-1? You want it to be... I mean, you, <laughs> we need them to win it um, uh, to help us uh, to help Chelsea out. Uh, I think... I mean... Leicester's qualifications to Champions League. Wow, what a transition, right? I mean, they don't have a cup to win. So their focus is in getting that qualification standpoint. It's it's almost as if getting relegated, right? There's millions of dollars at stake, millions of dollars at stake in revenue for your team. And uh, spoiler alert, uh, Leicester doesn't have the same financial backing as Man United. Man United is, you know, despite the shit performances that they've, they've had for the past seven years uh, or so, they are one of the richest teams in the world. Not and like against other sports, not amongst just football, like but American football and baseball and and like hockey. Um, these this team has a financial clout. They just can't seem to put it all together. I I'm I don't think. I think it ends in a draw. I think it ends in a draw, and I think it's going to be 1-1. And it's uh, Jamie Vardy scoring so that he can win that golden boot. And I wanted to add on to something you stated. Manchester United is one of the richest clubs in the world. They're they're in the top basically 10. Uh, they're... Uh, the number one, just to let y'all know, is the Dallas Cowboys at $5 billion. 
Manchester United is at $3.81 billion evaluation. So um, one of the one of the controversies about uh, Man United's ownerships, the Glazer family, is that they siphon the riches of Manchester United and they put it into their own pockets or they put it into other things that they don't invest it back into the team. Uh, so my newest uh, little like I just want to be a shithead and, and – mess around with people, especially um, my Man United friends, I go, so how does it feel that you paid for Tom Brady? Because the Glazers own the Tampa Bay Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers, Like, I I have no... Newsflash, Tampa Bay is not... Don't they own NASCAR teams, too? I think so. Like, like, Tampa Bay is not... Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not, like, rolling in the dough. They have Gronkowski and Brady. Right. You, Man United fans should say to the Buccaneers, "You're welcome. We helped pay for Why, those." You know what the, the the Glazers should do if they were smart? Just take the Buccaneers and just basically make them Tampa Bay United, <laughs> make the first football like soccer combination. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what would that even look like? Like the Manchester United Devil on the helmet? Oh. Wearing a pirate hat. Listen, Washington yeah. Redskins are looking for a new name. Maybe maybe they could be the, the Washington club, United. Yeah, maybe some clubs will buy them. <laughs> Everton versus, versus Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Um, Everton should win this game, and I actually think it'll be like a very tight game because Bournemouth is going to be playing out as hard as they can. I think it's a 1-0. One, 1-0. Uh, I mean, Bournemouth is at the bottom of the barrel. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, our last episode we covered that uh, due to the point spread, uh, Bournemouth has an opportunity potentially, like Aston Villa as well, all these teams that are in that bubble to actually survive. If I'm not mistaken, um, and shame on me for not knowing this right now, Bournemouth is in in that position, and I think... This is the thing about Sunday. Honestly, if Chelsea hadn't fucked it up against Liverpool, I mean, let's be honest. We just needed one point. That's what I mean by fuck it up. Not even just, just not win it. We just needed to tie. Um, if they didn't fuck it up, like I would not be watching the Chelsea Wolves game. I would be prioritizing all the relegation, relegation battles games, because yeah. those teams are going to be fighting for their lives. Like dignity everything i think it's poetic that the soccer gods have have garnered us with thunder uh so apologize guys if you hear that feedback i think actually bournemouth win it two to one i think they it's hard to say that that the two because pickford is such a good goalie but i think two to one for some reason i just feel it crystal palace tottenham yeah tottenham wins at two zero two zero for some reason, I have this feeling that Crystal Palace is going to just put put one over, and I think it's going to be 1-0 to Crystal Palace. Man City, Norwich. I'm going to go 5-0 and probably like two red cards from Norwich. Yeah, I mean, this game is going to be... That's set up for like failure. Honestly, like this Man City, technically right now, it should be... How many goals we potentially want to score? Like that's what it comes down to is how many goals they want to score. Uh, this could be easily like six zero, like just crazy. 
Uh, Newcastle versus Liverpool. Uh, is Liverpool finally at the beach, actually? I don't know. It's going to be 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. Uh, I, I agree. I, I see the same result, 2-0. Um, even Liverpool's B team should be able to beat Newcastle. Yeah. That's just just truth right there. West Ham versus Aston Villa. Just to let y'all know, this is my uh, Mikey B's uh, game pick of the week to watch. Yeah, that game right there is going to be very good. Declan Rice versus Grealish. It's going to be a very good. Mark very Noble. Good. Mark Noble is one of those captains that is just like stoic like he gives you that glare and you know exactly what you want to do i what you uh, have to do um that's a 2-2 uh, tie you you think 2-2 tie and yeah, 2-2 tie yeah i could see i i could see it getting out of hand get a little messy um i got i aston villa need to win they need to win it to to be fully safe um, and they know that. I think Aston Villa pulls out a win. I think it's three two. Think it might get a little little messy. Burnley Brighton. Who cares? Is my immediate result. Uh, but what do you think? Zero zero. Yeah, me too. I I can't. I mean, if honestly. If it's if anybody's gonna win it, I think it's Burnley. Burnley has the better attacking uh, form right now, uh, but yeah, I think zero zero. Uh, Arsenal versus Watford. One nil. One nil. I actually think Watford beats Arsenal. I you know I thought about it, but I just uh, uh, I just don't I just don't see their offense being able to create the chances. See, I feel because like Arsenal has has no chance for Champions League, so it doesn't really matter. Like when you're when you're not in Champions League position, and I don't even if I'm not mistaken, they're not in Europa League position either. They're not. So for them, it's like who cares if we move down one more position? It's more of just our record, um, but we have a chance. Their eyes are going to be in the FA Cup. I think that is what they're going to prioritize over this game because it doesn't matter if they win it or lose it. So I think Watford wins this game. Um, I think it'll be 1-0 the opposite way. I can't see them scoring too much. Um, Watford just doesn't have that offense, but Arsenal does not have Man City's firepower, so it's not going to be... I will give you a score for the next game. (laughs) Chelsea v... Wolves. Not giving you a score. <laughs> um, this game, it will depend on the feel. I mean, this we can say that for every game, right? But it's going to depend on the, to me specifically, the one that Lampard feels. You're going to get a little bit of this in the rant, but I had some questions when the lineup in the first half was announced. It... I, again, our motto, in Frank we trust. So I we'll, give we'll the get, benefit of we'll, the doubt We'll there. get further into this. Yeah, but I I think if he fields the second half, 
I think Wolves are going to have a really hard time, and I actually I I think Chelsea win this game. I think they can win it three to zero, honestly. And I want to say it because all the good things come in three. So I will say three zero Chelsea. Last game, it is Southampton versus Sheffield, and it's very funny because. Uh, uh, Professor X kept getting Southampton and Sheffield mixed up <laughs> because it really doesn't matter. I actually think Sheffield beat Southampton uh, 2-1. Really? Yeah. Uh, Sheffield's been playing very good. Southampton has Danny Ings, but I don't think Danny Ings shows up for this game. It's a big game. Uh, see? like he's, what is, big, he's not a big game player. Uh, I, I Pressure gets here's the play. thing, though. Is it a big game in the sense of the overall game, or is it? are you saying big game player in the essence of his personal performance? Because, like, personal he doesn't need the team to win. He just needs to score three goals and hope that Jamie Vardy doesn't score anything, and now he wins the golden boot. See, if his priority is just I, to score I, goals... I would love to see Danny Ings come from the behind and get the golden boot, but I just don't see it. You know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna I think it'll be a, a sloppy game because of it, but I think Southampton wins three two. Danny Ings. Danny Ings gets a hat trick. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Professor X. Danny Ings getting a hat trick. And that is another episode <laughs> of the Shed End Boys. I am Mikey B and Frank. We trust and keep it footy, y'all.